Good evening, people. It is, of course, the Rip-Hop Show. And what are we doing tonight? I know you're always keen to find out what delights I've got planned for you. Well, tonight we're celebrating two albums that were released on 6th of May 1996. The first album was The It Girl, and the second album is 1977. What First by Sleeper, second by Ash. Let's play the first single from The It Girl, shall we? That is, of course, What Do I Do Now 
by Sleeper off their second album. That second album being the It Girl. What do I do now? That's the highest charting single to date. It was it peaked at number 14 in October 1995. So it was before this album was released because this album was, of course, released in May 1996. And I'm going to be taking you guys back to May 1996. So if you're listening, and I, I can see that a few of you are, let me know what you were doing in May 1996. Try and keep it clean. And so that single was released on two CDs. CD1 featured B-sides Paint Me and Room at the Top. And CD2 was Disco Duncan, a live version, Vegas, a live version, and Amuse, a live version. We're also celebrating today Ash, and Ash uh, released their debut album also on the 6th of May, 1996. And I remember when Ash came out, they, they called their debut album 1977, partly because, I think it was partly because uh, two of the band were born in 1977, and also because that 1977 is, of course, when Star Wars was released. You know, the album begins with the sound of a TIE fighter storming through a galaxy far, far away and ends with a track, Dark Side, Light Side. So it's obviously heavy, heavily influenced by Star Wars. But I remember at the time when it was released, it was called 1977. And I was born a few years earlier than that. And I remember being at university being, oh, I can't believe it. These kids, they're out there living the dream as rock stars and they're still doing their A-levels. Who do they think they are? Got very indignant about it at the time, I remember. So let's play something from that. Should we play Girl from Mars? That's the most famous one. Yeah, let's do that. You're listening to the Britpop show on Cotswolds Radio. Songs that smash you in the face. Do you remember a time when you were gone from Mars? I don't know if you knew that. I would step the playing cards and you were intimate cigars. And she never told me her name. I still love you, the girl from Mars. Sitting in a dreamy days by the water's edge. On a cool summer night Fireflies and stars in the sky Tend to glow and light From your cigarette The breeze blowing softly on my face Reminds me of something else Something that in my memories be misplaced Suddenly all comes back And as I look to the stars I remember the time I love you to come from Mars. 
chair by the window. It felt as if you'd returned. I thought that you were standing over me. When I woke, there was no one there. I still love you, girl, from Mars to another time. I knew you from Mars. I don't know where you knew that. I was stepping in cars and you went to the cigars. But you never told me. Girl from Mars by Ash. That was, of course, off their debut album, 1977, which is what we're celebrating tonight, along with the release 25 years ago of The It Girl by Sleeper. Now, how good was music 25 years ago? Last week, we were celebrating 25 years since The Long Pigs released The Sun Is Often Out. And then a week later, you get Sleeper releasing The It Girl and you get Ash releasing Girl From Mars. Just shows you success breeds success, doesn't it? Unbelievable. So that was, that was 1977, um, Ash, and it was released on the, on the 6th of May, 1996, and it got to number one. Can you believe it? It knocked off Jagged Little Pill by Alanis Morissette. Knocked that off the, the, the number one spot. It was then knocked off a week later by George Michael, cousin george uh he, with his album older then metallica brian adams and then jagged little pill came back again and then a bit of crowded house and then jagged little pill came in to stay for most of looks like august and september till of course coming up by suede knocked it off so there was some pretty decent music around in in 1996 and that was uh second single i believe off the album uh, kung fu was the first one girl from mars second angel interceptor third goldfinger fourth and oh yeah fifth and if you hang around and you are very polite and very nice to me i might play you some more off that album we've had a message from anon he's here early he says please don't mention your girlfriends you do that after you mention you went to uni you're so predictable i know i am but uh, what can you do anon i'm really sorry uh, but it's you know it's just a just a period in my life isn't it what can i say so what else was happening in May 1996? Well, 27th and 28th of April, Oasis played a massive gig at Main Road. And this is before, of course, Nebworth, which I always mention. And then 6th of May, same day, Shed 7 released Bully Boy. And on the 5th of May, oh, I don't know why I'm saying this, Manchester United won the Premier League. And on the 11th of May, they won the FA Cup. Oh, I can't believe I mentioned that. And also in 1996, DVDs were launched in Japan, and eBay started. So all you kids who are sitting there thinking, oh, eBay's been around forever. No, 1996 is when it came out. And I was thinking the other day, in fact, it was mentioned on Twitter, what what would you rather be? Would you rather be a 20-year-old in the 90s or a 20-year-old now? It's got to be the 90s. Every time, everything was better in the 90s. I mean, literally everything. You could even uh, say whatever you wanted, which is why I struggle on this show, because, you know, I'm still living by those rules. In fact, we're in the 90s. The 90s rules apply, so I can say whatever I want. Right, last week, if you remember last week, or if you can't remember last week, then you should go and check it out on the podcast. But if you remember last week, we were celebrating the Long Pigs, and I was loving the Long Pigs so much that I forgot to play a song by Shed 7 because I got some tickets to Shed Semba. I was very excited, so I'm going to rectify that this week, and I'm going to play Chasing Rainbows. We play the biggest hits. 24-7. 365. We're playing the biggest hits. This thing 
Chasing Rainbows by Shed 7. And that's because I've got tickets to Shed Semba. That's Shed 7 playing just basically all over the place every other December. I think they were supposed to do it last December. Can't think why they didn't do it. Anyway, those tickets have been released and they are supported by Morris, Clark and Helm. So that promises to be a very good gig. Has anyone else got tickets? Let me know. And it doesn't matter if you're listening to the podcast. Feel free to let me know any time during the week on Twitter because at the moment you can message the studio direct by just clicking on the app message the studio. But if you can't do that and you're listening to the podcast during the week, feel free to message me via via Twitter. So it's at the Britpop Show on Twitter. And I, I said that last week and I got a message from NYC Citizen who said, happened to Google the long pigs today and fortuitously, good word, came, up, came across your timely podcast. Wow, 25 years. I was at uni when the sun is off and out came out, weren't we all? On and on still makes me think about the one that got away. Doesn't say who that is. Much like the band itself, whom I never got to see perform live. I did. Hearing those first chords of Lost Myself instantly takes me back to the angsty pangs of teenage unrequited love. It's almost poetry, this, isn't it? Overall, fantastic show and glad to discover this podcast. Good, got to the point. Like it. I don't live in the UK anymore, and these songs take me back to an era I fondly remember. Thanks for doing this show. NYC Citizen, you are very, very welcome. And I love to receive messages like that. And very, very pleased that uh, I could brighten your day in a small way. And we also have one from Will Martin. He says, at the Britpop show, hi, loving the show. Next time you're playing B-Sides, would be great to hear one by the Blue Tones. Uh, he's talking about Nay Hair on it, and it was the B-Side to Slight Return, and it's sensational. He says, keep up the good work. Yeah, uh, thank you very much. But um, what that did is that then developed into a massive Twitter debate. And there's nothing better than a big, ma- like a mass debate on Sunday, is there? And that developed into that. And what happened was, uh, we were all, there's huge, loads of people, 10,000 people viewed this tweet and they were all deciding what the best cover versions were by Britpop bands. So I'm pretty sure we're going to be doing a show pretty soon about that. In the meantime, I'm going to introduce you to something new. I haven't played this band for, before. This is a band called Straw. They were formed in Bristol and I don't know why you won't have heard of them before because they toured with Space, Feeder, Muse, Supergrass, Alanis Morissette and Reef. And it's about time you knew about them.
Plain song by Straw. Go where you want to go, as long as it's on the green list. So basically nowhere. Now, you guys probably didn't know about Straw or that song, and it should have been massive, really, shouldn't it? But I've got to applaud. I love a bit of ambition, and I've got to applaud Straw because they put forward a song for a Bond film. In 1999, the, the Bond, Bond 19 was called The World Is Not Enough. And so this Bristol Britpop band stuck in a tune and said, how about we play this one? It's, it's obviously, it was called The World Is Not Enough. But that went to, can you remember who it went to? It went to Garbage, which nowadays seems a bit, un, a bit surreal anyway. But anyway, Garbage got that. But poor old Straw came up against Garbage and couldn't win. And they called it a day a couple of years later. In fact, one of their songs, I think, talks about, move, it's talk about moving to California. And they, it talks about if they get dropped by their record company, they're going to pretend that they moved to California. And that is exactly what happened. But I don't think they moved to California because they're from Bristol. They're probably still still there. But in fact, if anybody knows anybody from Straw, get them to get in touch with me. I'd love to speak to them. It'd be uh, Their first album is brilliant. You should listen to it. But to this week, what we're doing is we're celebrating Sleeper's second album, and we're also celebrating Ash's debut album, both of which release, were released on the 6th of May, 1996. And I do like it when people get in contact while I'm live on air. And we've had a message from Fernanda on Twitter. On, on Twitter. <laughs> uh, and Fernanda, she is from Brazil, so even better. And she said, oh, you've got to talk about how good Sail of the Century was. And I, of course, will. Sail of the Century was the second of the four singles from the It Girl, and it was the band's first top 10 single. It got to number 10, so it just sneaked in, and it spent five weeks in the charts, and the CD single had the B-sides Package Holiday and Oh Well, and the limited edition vinyl had a cover of Blondie's Atomic, which appeared on the Trainspotting soundtrack, for those of you who are interested. And 
I was telling you that on Twitter we were having this this mass debate about covers by Britpop bands. And I'm going to do a show on it. And when I do that, I'm definitely going to play Atomic by Sleeper because I was listening to it just before the show. And it's, it's an absolute belter, so I will play it. But in the meantime, let's play this one, their highest charting single, Sale of the Century. <laughs> Oh, 
Sale of the Century by Sleeper. Sleeper, of course, was formed by Louise Wiener. She founded Sleeper in 1987 while still at University in Manchester with guitarist John Stewart. And by 1993, they signed a record deal with Indolent Records and they released their debut album in 1995 called Smart. The girl came along in 1996 and it was a cheeky little reference to the type of girl that Louise Wiener wasn't, apparently. So that charted in uh, position five. That's not bad, is it? Uh, The singles were What Do I Do Now, which you've heard, Uh, Sale of the Century, which you've now also heard, Nice Guy Eddie and Statuesque. And it peaked at number five and spent a total of 42 weeks in the charts. Not bad, is it? So Sleeper, they, they, they were really genuinely, I remember back in the 90s, it, you, they were doing it for the girls. It was, it was Sleeper and Echo Belly that were really doing it for the girls. And I cannot underestimate how every single bloke at university used to fancy Louise Weiner. It was, it was it, everybody did. It was just, what's the word? There's, I'm, I'm sure there's a really clever word for it. Uh, ubiquitous. There we go. Ubiquitous. That will work. Uh, but we're also celebrating doing it for the boys, Ash. And they were not just boys. These genuinely were boys. They were like, you know, prepubescent teenagers. They were I'm not quite prepubescent, but they were 17, 18 year olds and they were out there smashing it with a number one album. So let's hit Goldfinger, shall we, by Ash. Coming up, top tunes and great banter. Well, maybe on the banter. But the tunes are good. Yeah. 
Goldfinger by Ash. That was the fourth single off their debut album, 1977. Named named 1977 because that was when they released Star Wars. The original Star Wars, obviously. And before they started calling it some nonsense like A New Hope. So the singles that were Kung Fu, which was March 95. Girl from Mars, July 95. Girl from Mars is a tune, isn't it? Angel Interceptor, October 95. Goldfinger, April 95. And then, oh yeah, in June 96, after the album had been released. And can you believe it? That album went straight into the top spot. It went to number one. Uh, and I think it re- in the first week it sold something like 120,000 copies. That's, that's pretty good going uh, for, a, for a bunch of teenagers. They must have thought, you know, what's going on here? What else have we done? We remember we're going we're gonna to play a few more, just a couple more, one from Sleeper and one from, uh, one from Ash later on. But let's move on to somebody else, shall we? The Seahorses. Chris Helm has been tweeting again. Uh, he's got some gigs coming up. He's playing with Ma- Morris Clark Helm in, se- in December, supporting Shed 7. And he's also got some lyrics. And if you want some lyrics, he's, he writes on the posters. It looks brilliant. So I would, if I were you, I would, uh, I would go and check them out. They're really worth looking at. And I haven't played this song for quite some time. I normally play Blinded by the Sun, or last week I played uh, Talk to Me, I think. You can talk to me. But this one hasn't played in a long time. And if anyone called Sally is listening, let me know.
Love is the Law by the Seahorses. I had a message from Alan, who is, I think it's fair to say is a big fan of the 70s rather than the 90s, but he listens anyway just because he's a fan of music. And uh, he said, what did he say about that? He said, the guitar intro on that one showed promise and then it went downhill. He's saying that about the Seahorses. Alan, there really is no saving you, but uh, thank you for listening anyway. Right, I was telling you about how I had tickets to Shed 7. I also got tickets to this following band. It's from the 1990s. the charlatans i'm going to throw it out there that that is my favorite charlatan song i and i think also that the charlatans are criminally underrated because they've written so many good songs and these people go yeah i like the charlatans i like the charlatans but they don't i don't think they get the credit they deserve and i know that's saying something for a band that is basically one of the best Britpop bands out there but they they've just had such a long career and they everything they touched it was just it's just brilliant and that in particular is a belter of a song and i'm going to throw it out there as my favorite and if anyone would like to disagree with me then feel free to uh you know what can you do i had a message in from 
Uh, oh, actually, <laughs> I'm not going to read that one out. Uh, I think we should play another uh, another belter. And if you remember, a few was it a few months ago, we had a Nigel Nisbet, who is the lead. Well, not the lead singer. He's the he's the songwriter from Electricy. He, I asked him what his favourite Britpop song was, and he came out with the following. And he said, "Look, he said, it's Sandstorm by Cast." And he said, "And the reason was because it was." It was before Britpop really became a thing, before people were calling it Britpop, but it was just an, a great song. So if he likes it and I like it, we should play it. The best radio station in the world in the world is right here, right now. Sandstorm by Cast, and that's how you pronounce Cast. Don't pronounce it any other way. Had some messages in. Anon says he disagrees with my choice about about the charlatans, but he hasn't put anything else forward. And if that's the case, he's obviously too scared to do so. Uh, and we had a message from Ian in Guildford saying, greetings from Guildford, loving this show, well done and keep it up. Thank you, Ian. I appreciate the sentiment. 
Right, and also I've had a message from Paul. Paul is in America, but Paul was with me. He was stood next to me. He was my wingman throughout the 90s. And he, so he knows where all the bodies are buried. And he said that around this time, May 96, we were just getting ready for the final, for our finals. And he bought both of these albums that we're celebrating today. He bought both of them in Leicester. That was Sleepo, the It Girl, but also we're celebrating Ash, 1977. So let's play another one by them. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, she was taking me over. And oh, yeah, it was the start of the
you've all woken up just in time for the end of the show. I had a message from Bok saying I've just added Sale of the Century to my Spotify playlist. Here's hoping Daniel Eck buys the Arsenal. And a message from Davo in all the way from America saying I can't listen to the show live today. Can't wait to hear the podcast. The podcast will be available very, very shortly. In the meantime, that's it. That's it for the Britpop show for this week. I'm going to leave you with a, a band that I absolutely love, a band called Gomez. And this is the last song off their second album. I think it's called Devil Will Ride. Thank you guys for listening. See you on the flip side. Invitation makes you feel fly if you will to help me ride with invitation.